Live from the Midtown studios of KFNX, it's Grateful Heart Radio with your host, Rebecca Rains. Welcome to our show and thanks for listening. This is Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show where we bring you the three E's, educate, empower, and engage. We'd like to bring our listeners accurate information instead of just sound bites or headlines designed simply to attract attention. We want to help you make your real estate and financial personal decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. We're very proud to be part of the Timely Balanced Truths Network, and we are live every week on Mondays at 11 a.m. So if you have a question for our guest, today is the day to call 602-277-5369, toll-free 866-536-1100. On our program, we have some fantastic guests for you, Jay Joseph of Joseph's Appraisal Group, JAG, otherwise known as, and Joe Smith of Epic Mortgage. We are going to have a lot of fun talking about our favorite topic, Jay. That's your your favorite topic? You like talking about appraisals? I'm super <laughs> excited about this. No one's ever said that to me before. Well, it's a hot topic for us right now because, yes. as Joe was saying before we went on air, our market is crazy hot. Like, crazy hot. How hot are we, Joe? We're, we're, we're hot enough that the Arizona Sun Devils would believe that we were hot. Oh, right, Jay? <laughs> no. I don't want to talk. I do not want to talk ASU today. Oh, we won't talk right, ASU the whole show. He's, he's <laughs> unfortunately for us, you know, Joe and I are uh, past ASU alumni, and apparently Joe likes those folks down south, whatever their names are. That's Jay. It's, it's Jay, yes. But um, you didn't have to wear Sun Devil attire today did you uh yes we did even yes, ashley's right. got the sweatshirt she has to put it on before the end of the show well, only days that end in y jay oh my goodness oh my goodness is right so when we talk market is so hot we're talking real estate we're talking houses we're talking rentals we are talking the whole entire spectrum my desk is covered with good stuff to talk about but first off i'd like to introduce not only jay where he works but jay you've been in the business 30 years you're an instructor you I have part ownership in an appraisal management group. I'd like you to explain what an AMC is and what that whole, why that came about. Because back in the day, I used to be able to call somebody like Jay and say, Jay, dude, seriously, this house just needs to appraise. And it <laughs> happened, right? It happened all you the time. You never did that. I never, never did that. No, no, and neither did you, Joe. Never. And, and so things have changed dramatically to kind of, you know, make sure everybody's playing by an even playing field, right? Absolutely. So in 2009, uh, the Home Valuation Code of Conduct went into effect, which basically told people like Joe, you can't just order people appraisals like <laughs> from your golfing buddy, your drinking buddy, your oh, church buddy, um, person you know who maybe had a meth problem. You couldn't do that anymore because that was leading to appraisals that don't, weren't neutral and objective. And, and so when the market crashed, a lot of people blamed you for letting the market get out of control, right? Not us realtors or the lenders by any means. Totally Jay's fault. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't say Jay specifically. And I'm impressed because that's exactly what happened is Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and the Attorney General of New York um, did a full 360-degree perspective on why we are where we are back in 2008, 2009, and blamed appraisers for a lot of it, saying these appraisers were pressured and succumbed to the pressure. And so the valuations weren't realistic or appropriate. They were influenced. And so 
lenders had two choices. They could either start their own appraisal division Mm -hmm. or they can outsource the entire project or their entire process to appraisal management companies, which is what most lenders do. Kind of like a Switzerland, a third party that's supposed to be neutral. No longer could I just call my buddy um, that I used to, you know, hang out with from high school and say, hey, my sales price is 500. You better make it hit 500. Otherwise, I'm never calling you again. Yes. Um, and the truth is that happened. Like we lost clients because we couldn't hit values for them and they were finding other appraisers to get those values. So the reality is, is, is the market segments way better off because although the appraisals aren't necessarily perfect, right? Um, we had an example before yes. we started the show that we will be bringing up. Yes. Um, but you can, pretty much be assured they're more objective. Now, I will say I have an example that I'd like to bring up about appraisals, uh, and I did blame my husband on off before we started. James and I worked together. And you know you know me, Jay. We met many years ago, and you actually educated me and showed me how to help appraisers do a better job because of the fact that maybe this appraiser doesn't specialize in Central Phoenix, and I might have a little bit more knowledge. I can maybe show up and meet the appraiser with my book of or a package of what I feel the home is worth and why, right? Absolutely. And yeah. that's okay. It just yes. Joe across the table can't do that. Right. Right. Because he's a lender and lenders are not allowed to talk to appraisers anymore, right? Pretty much accurate. And, and um y- yeah, the whole process was to make sure that the communication between lenders and appraisers was compliant. Got it. Without influence. Um realtors and appraisers can have conversations as long as it doesn't turn to influence and pressure, then, yeah, you're allowed to exchange information. And when I say influence and pressure, I would never influence or pressure. But I would show up with most appraisers and say, hey, look, these are the competition that I pulled, some example properties, what they sold for, what their upgrades were versus our upgrades and why I think mine is worth what it is. And the example I'm bringing up is from last summer. We had a listing, my husband and I, it was listed at 675. And it fell short. I was out of town and, you know, he, he showed up and he thought that the appraiser and him are on the same page. And then we got a kick to the gut because it didn't appraise. It came in 65,000 less. And the deal fell apart. Oh, totally. That's did. a huge number. I had, to, I had to resell the house, which we did right away. It was a gorgeous house. It was over the top upgraded. It was beautiful. But the next appraiser gave me 676. Wait, so the spread was $66,000? Is that what you said? Yes, in three wow. weeks. In yeah. three weeks. So between two different appraisers, comps couldn't have changed that much. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I guess what I'm trying to understand is how could there be such a spread? You know, there there shouldn't be. And I think that's bad for our profession. Um, I feel like the guidance we get from the appraisal foundation and, and those that make the regulation are talks about the things you can't do, uh-huh. um, but I really don't think there's enough uniformity in the process. And it's hurt my industry because right. I think some lenders find us less reliable because you can get such variances from appraiser to appraiser. I will also tell you that, unfortunately, there's a segment of appraisers that feels like it's just their job to justify a contract price. And Wouldn't you say on the flip side, there's a segment of appraisers who are maybe a little old school and are resisting the pressure on upward pricing? You know, like we just talked about, as of this morning, I pulled the stats at 815. There's only 8,500 active homes for sale in Maricopa County this morning. Guys, that's not much. The law of supply and demand is pushing prices up. Yeah. And we're seeing bidding wars. We're seeing people, you know, offer above what it should appraise for, and then they're just hoping it does. Yeah, I mean, that clearly in many market segments, we're dealing with a shortage, 
And so when the principles of supply and demand, when there's a shortage, prices tend to go up. Um, what's problematic for appraisers is sometimes it's not a consistent appreciation. It's some consistent appreciation, and then it's a spike. Okay. And appraisers are not very good at recognizing spikes, and I don't think lenders want us to be very good at recognizing spikes. Because sometimes what happens when you see a dramatic increase in property values that's not consistent with the normal market trend you see a decline after all of a sudden there's multiple houses pushed on the market. So that's where I think we have problems. And now and in decline, when we come back from break, because I think Chet's going to start getting excited with me here momentarily. I'm watching him from behind the glass. We're going to have to take a break here, but we're going to talk about the coronavirus because everybody seems to be pretty scared about this coronavirus thing and what it's maybe doing to the stock market. What could it maybe be doing to our local market? And I still want to talk about Joe's example that he brought up before we started because we were all making all kinds of noise here in the studio <laughs> about Joe's deal. So, Joe, real quick, I only have like 30 seconds left. Give me the quick synopsis, synopsis and we're going to come back and finish the story. So we always hold our breath, always, especially right now, on the appraisal. And we had a deal, and we looked at it. We, man, this thing could go either way. How is it going to go? And today, it came back, and we open it up, and it's like Christmas. And you're, like, and celebrating. It was, and it was $4,000 above the sales price, and it could have been, we were thinking, maybe $75,000 below the sales price. So you never know, really. It's one person's opinion how this thing is going to work out. We got we were on the right side of the track on that one. So in case you just joined us, you are listening to Independent Talk, KFNX, 1100 AM. This is Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We have Jay Jasper talking appraisals and Joe Smith talking mortgages. We will be right back. Thinking about buying or selling your home? Experience matters when it comes to what may be the biggest investment of your life. Rebecca Rains has been selling real estate full-time for more than a quarter of a century. Her track record is proven, so come see why all of her clients rave about her services. Whether it's your first home or possibly your last, you owe it to yourself to call a true professional. 480-243-4242 or visit IntegrityAllStars.com. Experience matters. IntegrityAllStars.com. Have you been thinking about buying a new home or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith at Epic Mortgage for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead so you can get the best rate, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact Joe Smith at Epic Mortgage today. 602-741-4121. We want to welcome you back. I'm Rebecca Rains, and you are listening to Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show on Independent Talk, KFNX, 1100 AM. We are here live every Monday, guys, and today is a day you should be calling with questions. If you're thinking about selling a house, buying a house, refinancing a house, even renting out a house, we're talking appraisals. We're talking market. We're talking some good stuff here. And right before we went on break, Joe was starting to talk to us about a home he was celebrating over this morning in Arcadia. And we got to talking about Arcadia Light and what parts of Arcadia are worth what. Finish your story, Joe. So on our deal, we had a we had a great buyer, a friend of ours, and he's buying this house. And, you know, we do a little homework. We look at it a little bit. We scratch our head and we say, you know, we, we'll ask the realtor, 
you know, I see your price, but how did you get there? So in Arcadia, it's a pretty spread neighborhood. So you, you can be all different kind of ranges. There's teardowns in there. There's fully built out houses. There's every gamut. So we tried to figure out how he got to his number. We scratch our head a little bit. We throw the dice on the table and we say, okay, here we go. Let's see what we can do. So for $500, we're going to see if you have a deal or not. You gambling man. Let's go roll it. <laughs> so, so lucky enough for him, you know, we were ready to walk away from the deal as the lender and the, the buyers, you know, if it doesn't make it, it doesn't make it. We keep moving on. And amazingly enough, this property came back at $4,000 above what the sales price was. And it's always amazing to me, Jay, how somehow we always end up around the sales price. That's probably our biggest question, but, but this one made it and we, you know, we high five in the office. We're happy for our buyer because they believed in the property. They believed in enough to pay for it at that price, which in the appraisal world, Jazz, you know, just because you're willing to pay for it and on the lending side doesn't mean that it's going to go through. So a bank, just because you want to pay $500,000 for it, doesn't mean the bank wants to lend $500,000 on that property. So let's talk real quick. When a home does not appraise, what are the options, Joe? I know what the options are, but let's let's educate our listeners here. So you have you have a few options. The it, it really begins another point of negotiation. So when the house comes in a little bit shorter or a lot of bit shorter, you have a chance to go back to your seller and say, "You know what? You sold it to me for X. It came back at Y." And I'd really prefer to buy it at Y. So now, because of that, you you have a chance to to either one, get the seller to come down. Two, you can make up the difference. Or three, you guys can find some common ground in there and the seller give a little, the buyer gives a little. But I can tell you what will not happen is the bank will not lend money off of your original price. They're going to lend off of the appraisal or the sales price, whichever one is lower. Right. And so from my side of the table, I'm going to say I keep seeing homes. We, we're, like I tell my sellers all day long, we're not having problems selling houses. We're having problems getting them to appraise so the deal doesn't fall apart. Just Last week, we had a bidding war ch- uh, situation, and my sellers really liked the story and felt sorry for the girl who came in 10000 above list in Maricopa, priced at two nineteen. She offers two thirty. She needs closing cost. I know it was a gamble, but we thought, you know what, we get surprised all the time because I've heard this many times. You put five different appraisers in a room, you might get five different answers, and all it is is an opinion of value. So I want Jay, I want you to speak to what an appraisal really is. But ultimately, I got bullied. My seller got bullied because it didn't come in. It came in about seven thousand short, or maybe eight thousand short. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. They said no closing costs. Yeah, my seller said, well, fine, we won't do closing costs. And then the buyer's crying, saying, well, I can't buy it without closing costs. Right. The other agent's mad at me, saying, well, you knew we needed closing costs. Why did you let your sellers take our offer? I'm like, because we're trying to be nice. You know, we're trying to help you get a nice house. Yeah. And she literally said that to me and my assistant. Why did you let your seller pick our offer? And then so she really did bully us. She walked away. And then, unfortunately, because my seller had already packed up his house, I say unfortunately because I knew we could resell it to somebody else and not have the same issue. Uh, he went ahead and caved and gave her the closing cost, and it's closing today. Oh. I don't like bullies. That's a nice story, though. It is a nice story because event, essentially the gals still got the house. They gambled, and it still went in their favor even though the appraisal came in short. So it does happen. But most of the time, like you said, Joe, you meet somewhere in the middle. 
and you work it out. And not always. Not you always. It's just, you renegotiate. It's just another part of the deal. A seller, it, it is a seller's market, so some sellers don't feel that they need to. Well, Rebecca, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. The number one Arizona Brookshire Hathaway agent. Oh, if, stop if it, I, you. If I've got that right, right? <laughs> That's correct. Um, okay. That's correct. Okay. Are you ever advising your buyers to waive the appraisal contingency? I have just this year. And the reason being, I had a VA buyer. You helped them get this loan. And you're welcome. Yes. Thank you. And what we, we the reason why we waived it is because I had just sold his home and he had $100,000 in the bank. And he loved this house. And it was a bidding war. And it was beautiful. And luckily, I knew the agent on the other side. So I think she gave us a little preferential treatment and kind of helped me know where I needed to be. And then I basically threw it over the edge and said, what if I waive the appraisal? Will you then take it? Because he was a zero-down VA buyer who could afford to pay the difference Okay. if it didn't come in. And we were worried. And it did end up appraising. It did. It appraised. Again, roll the dice. Here we go. We're so happy. Yes. Yeah. And that was that – was, we were very happy about that. But on occasion, depending – now, I did have one years ago, and I, I, don't, I think you did the appraisal, Jay. Uh-oh. And this Uh-oh. one this I like one, where this is going, Jay. This one this one cost me ten thousand dollars, Jay. Uh-oh, you owe me you owe me ten grand, oh, I'm just no. saying. Well we're obviously still friends because you invited <laughs> me here. So what happened, um, you know, yes I am the number one agent for Arizona for Berkshire Hathaway, but I'm human and I made a mistake. My people are paying cash and they wanted to write they wanted an appraisal anyways. Mm. And the home did not appraise, even though we had some comps that were showing pending, which you were nice enough to explain that so my buyers did not completely slit my throat. And, and I ended up uh, waiving commission to make it right because we fell short and they were upset. The sellers didn't want to reduce and, you know, we still made it work. Um, that but, was not a happy day for Rebecca in wow. her office. But it's all about doing right by people and having integrity. And I screwed up, so I paid for that screw up. Lucky you had six more deals closing that same month. I might have. Lunch is on Jay today. <laughs> Lunch is on Jay. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, hey, I wanted to talk about the market stats. And we talked about how many actives are in Arizona. Price per square foot, Jay. What's the average price per square foot? I'm giving you a test right now. Appraisers don't care about price per square foot. I have oh, no idea. Answer. We do not care. Yes. Well, you do not care, but see, that's so funny because people always talk about it, right? Don't be giving him that knuckles well done, over Jay. here. Well okay, so the end of 2019, we ended up with an average of $253 a square foot in Maricopa County, greater Phoenix area. Today, we are $269. Wow, it's a big jump. It's a huge jump. The chart is astounding. And that's because, again, the law of supply and demand. Yeah, wow. And um, I, I thought it'd be interesting because when we're seeing so much upward pressure on pricing, Jay, know the truth about appraisals. An appraisal is the same as a home inspection. Is that true or false? That's absolutely false. So you don't inspect a house when you do an appraisal? We, you know, it's, gosh, you're so good at this. Uh, <laughs> we shouldn't call it an inspection because then... It's the correlation is that we're like home inspectors. Right. It's way different what we do. When a home inspector comes out and does a property, they're three, four hours, whatever it is. And when they're done, they're done. They're emailing a report right away. Right. Um, that's about one fifth of my job is okay. the inspection. So we are not looking for deficiencies unless they're readily apparent. Health and safety. Health and safety. Right, Jay? Yeah. Health and safety are really. God, Joe's good at this too. Um, yeah, those are really big issues, health and adverse health and safety. Uh, but for example, if I'm 
doing an appraisal inspection, mm-hmm. I'm looking up at the comp shingle roof, and if I don't see curling shingles, and if when I'm inside the house, I don't see water damage in the ceiling, I assume the roof is fine. Okay. A home inspector goes way further than that. Sure. If on the air conditioning, if I'm out there and the AC is blowing okay, I assume the AC is fine. The home inspector does way more than that. I don't look under, you know, sinks at plumbing. Um, I assume those things are working and everything's fine unless somebody tells me it's not or it's just obvious that it's not. Okay. Jay, Jay, what if you have, like, tons of holes in the drywall? Yeah. Well, so that's an issue. Probably not adverse health and safety. I would, as an appraiser, disclose those issues. uh, Talk about the condition. Equate that to value. How does that impact the value? And then it goes to the lender, and sometimes the lender says, we want those drywall holes repaired. Got it. Got it. So at the end of the day, oh my goodness, we only have one minute before break, guys. What? I told you this goes so fast. We haven't even touched the surface. It's insane. I know it is insane. <laughs> so Joe, any last thoughts before we go to break that you want to share with our I, listeners? Okay. So you're all seeing it, but the rates are low. So I'm, I'm going to plug real quick for a minute that yes, the interest rates are low. It's true. So, so is that part of why our market's so hot right now? That, that, that influences. I mean, that's ratcheting up a little bit. That's increasing the degrees, but. Right now, if you're if you haven't talked to your lender, you should. And if they don't return your call, you call me. I'm ready. Let's What's your go. phone number, Joe? 602-741-4121. All right. In case you just joined us, you are listening to Independent Talk KFNX 1100 AM, Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show. And we will be right back after this break. Come back, guys. Welcome you back. I'm Rebecca Rains, and you are listening to Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show on Independent Talk, KFNX 1100 AM. We are here live every Monday, guys, 11 AM. If you have a question, this is one of your last chances. We have, uh, we've already gotten halfway through our show with Jay Joseph, not Jay Jasper, Jay Joseph <laughs> of Joseph Appraisal Group and Joe Smith of Epic Mortgage. And we are just flying through this show because we are all very passionate about what we do. Hey, Jay, I asked you on break, will you please give us the definition of what an appraisal is? An appraisal is an opinion of value, um, but it's an opinion of value depri- uh, derived through a process and reviewing comps. And sometimes it's a drive-by, sometimes it's a desktop, mostly it's a full appraisal. But it's an opinion of value by an appraiser uh, after going through a process where you comply with the uniform standards of professional appraisal practice. Okay. So that said, I feel like a zinger's coming. Joe, <laughs> she set you Help up. Jay. I, well, Put I your may, helmet on, Jay. I may, I may know the answer before I ask questions. But that said, I thought it was pretty interesting because you were talking about before we started the show how you've just merged companies with somebody out of Australia, and they do things very different there now to try to get everybody on the same page because yeah. of the fact that Joe and I have seen so many disparities. And Joe, I still want to hear your story about disputing an appraisal and how you won it. Winner. Yeah. So that wow. needs to come up next. But can you talk to that a little bit about what we're going to see in the horizon for appraisals? Yeah. This So what appraisers are faced with is losing business to technology. Computers coming up with Aren't appraisals. We uh, yeah, we all are to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. We're all in the crosshairs. Um 
But I understand to a certain extent why lenders are finding appraisers less reliable because there's such deviation from appraiser to appraiser looking at the same house could right. be on the same day. Um, so this company, Option, out of Australia, um, they do like 50 to 70% of the appraisals in Australia right now. Whoa. They have this technology that the appraiser is doing the appraisal on the iPad. They're taking notes while they're going. The program is gathering information on the property. And then when the appraiser is walking out of the house, it's filling out the appraisal form. And it's filling in the comps. And so it might say, by the time the appraiser gets to the car and is looking at the iPad, there might be six comps in the report already. And what's great about this is it's the blend of technology and human um, insight because the appraiser has the ability to say, hey, I like that comp. I don't like that comp. I want to add this comp. I want to use this. I don't want to use this. And what's great about the technology is it takes data analyzes it, and it says, hey, in this neighborhood, a pool's worth $15,000, so that should be the adjustment. A garage is worth $7,500. That should be the adjustment for this neighborhood. And appraisers don't always spend enough time trying to figure out what the adjustment should be in individualized neighborhoods. Like his Arcadia house we just talked about. Yeah, yeah. So I think that if this happens, appraisals will be faster, appraisals will be cheaper, and appraisals will be much more consistent. It's it is the is perfect coming, solution. Though? Yeah, I, I think by the end of the year, oh, wow. the technology will be adapted from Australia to the United States, and your um, company is going to be using it. Yeah, there, we're get there's national attention being placed on this, and it's it is spectacular technology. Now you just threw out a number before the show started. I think you did. What did you say about ten thousand appraisals yeah. this past year? So. The company that I'm affiliated with now is Apex, and uh, they did, I think, over 10,000 appraisals last month nationwide. And last I, month? Yes. Okay. I believe that makes them top 10 in the nation, and it's, it's a great organization. Impressive. Yeah, thank you. That's Very impressive. Happy. And so with that said, I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit more uniformity. What I like about that is, you know, my clients all the time are like, well, Zillow said oh. my house was worth this. And, you know, James and I are always coming in on our listing appointments going, well, we ran these comps and we have the human eye or the human touch. We're looking and selecting which ones to compare your home to. They're more like it, not just going off of an algorithm that the computer spits out. So it sounds like, you know, you guys are going that direction cheaper, faster. I love it. It's great. It's a great solution to the problem. And, again, it's not taking the appraiser's insight out of the process. There's somebody inspecting the property. There's somebody making notes on the condition, right. somebody measuring still the house. still a person involved. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good for our industry. I hope it happens. And I think, you know, all the way around, I said that, you know, I think with the Zillows and all those other computer uh, website, uh, Internet companies, you know, you have for Joe's side of the table, we have a lot of companies that are trying to do mortgages without ever meeting the person. It's all electronic. But... You know, there's something to be said about having the human touch involved. Yeah. You know, you, you, I don't think you can get away from it and still get what you really need to have happen properly. Wouldn't you say, Joe? I think they'll forever try because there are some people who, do, who don't mind that. But right. I think for the for the majority, maybe we're just old school, Rebecca. That could be. We're going back to our age we, again. We, you look we, good for your age, yeah, by the way. You, 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 do, you do as well. So <laughs> I, I think that's a, okay. I, I think they're forever try to get there, and I think there will always be a certain amount of people who do that process. But we still hold on to the human touch, and, and I prefer it. I'm sure you do too, right. Jay. I'm sure you do too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who do. Speaking human touch, let's hear the story about how you disputed an appraisal and just oh, won it for my agents so in my great. office. So, oh, wow. so 
you guys all know, and for those who don't, it's hard to beat the appraiser. So the appraiser so, – wait, wait, wait. Go back to that. What does that mean, though, in so, our language? So in our – What stage of the a, game It's a person's a opinion. So, again, we roll the dice. We hope that it comes back at the value that, that they're buying it for. And in some cases, it does not. It comes in short. However, the agent has done her homework, his homework – and they put together what they believed the comparables were. They had a plan. And sometimes appraisers are human. They miss something. So in our case, they happened to miss a great comparable. It was exact, exact property. It was a townhouse that we were appraising. So it was very easy to find the comparables based off of that product. And it came back that he missed it. We asked him for $3,000 more at the appraisal because of this property, which did not show up on the report. He reconsidered his appraisal, and he came back, and he came back with the value that we were looking for. So I'll tell you that happens maybe one out of ten right. that, that you get it because the majority of the time the appraiser is correct. But in this case, he just happened to miss one, or he or she just happened to miss one, and we won. So and you guys are all celebrating was, again? And our buyer was high five and because you know, they again they believed in the price. We don't ever want to put somebody in a property that's not it doesn't fairly feel good. priced, right? But yeah. but they all believed in it and they had the comparables to support it and it worked out. Hey Jay, how often do you see people disputing and actually winning in a dispute? Disputing pretty regularly, especially on refinances where nobody knows what the expectation is. Uh-huh. Um winning not much, like ten percent of the time. And ten sometimes, even that's yeah, more than I would have thought. Maybe even it could be even yeah, less. That's what I had to one out of ten. Yeah. What I would say is that sometimes it's because the appraiser is correct, and sometimes it's because the appraiser doesn't want to admit they're wrong, and the process isn't fair. And what appraisers know, and some appraisers are great. And what the appraisers we work with, we tell them we just want to get it right. If right. that's professional, if we've made a mistake, let's get it we'll right. We'll deal with it. whatever consequences are later. Um, but appraisers know sometimes there's consequences when you make a mistake. Uh, you can get kicked off a lender's list. An underwriter doesn't trust your work anymore. An appraisal management company so doesn't trust your work. Their livelihood depends on being right. Yeah. It yeah. really does. I, I tell my clients that all the time, and that's why they're so hard. I've only won one once. I've only won one once. Yeah. And when I won it, they actually missed one of my personal listings Ooh. from – from the appraisal that they should have used. And then they went to one of my other listings four miles away and that was on their appraisal. So like, of course my little head exploded because I'm like, how could you use this listing from this neighborhood? And you didn't use the one on the same side of the street. And that was the only one I've ever won. And I tried ever? to, yes. And I dispute them That's a lot. Amazing. And you were just giving me kudos for trying to retain information and learn from my experiences. Well, Rebecca, it's because you, you're a good agent. So you know the prices that these should be right. bought at and sold at. So you don't have appraisal issues because you do I, your I homework feel like first. I'm dialed, I feel like I'm pretty dialed in. Right. But, yeah, that one made my head explode. And I, I rarely win them. I keep talking about this coronavirus, but I'm getting waved at by Chet again. Come on, Chet. I know. We're going to have to go on break, pay some bills, run some commercials. But when we come back, I want to talk about how this is affecting our market or if it's affecting our market. And you guys are, in case you just joined us, listening to Independent Talk, KFNX 1100 AM. This is Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show. I'm your host, Rebecca. We will be back in just a minute.
buying or selling your home? Experience matters when it comes to what may be the biggest investment of your life. Rebecca Rains has been selling real estate full-time for more than a quarter of a century. Her track record is proven, so come see why all of her clients rave about her services. Whether it's your first home or possibly your last, you owe it to yourself to call a true professional. 480-243-4242 or visit IntegrityAllStars.com. Experience matters. IntegrityAllStars.com. We want to welcome you back. I'm Rebecca Rains, and you are listening to Grateful Heart Radio, motivational Arizona real estate and business show on Independent Talk, KFNX 1100 AM. Last chance, guys, to call in. I know we got a caller on the air here in a moment. I'm going to introduce her. But in the meantime, if you want to talk appraisals, you want to talk mortgages, you want to talk interest rates, you want to talk any of that jazz, you need to call us at 602-277-5369 or 11, I'm sorry, 866-536-1100. Again, that's 602-277-5369. With me in the studio now is Jay Josephs, not Jasper. I'm going to make sure I keep saying it right. And Joe Smith. We're talking mortgages, appraisals, and Jay had some wonderful talking points on our break, you guys, if you're not watching us live on Facebook, you're missing so much good content because we only have such little time on the air to share this stuff with you guys. Uh, in the meantime, Christine, are you on air with us? I am on air. Oh, my goodness, and you sound so fantastic. So Christine is going to be on our show next week, and she is the author of The Secret of Love. I know you guys always wonder why I'm talking business, but this is a motivational business show. And Christine is going to talk to us about the three principles. Are you not, Christine? I am. I can't wait to do it. And I just wanted to tell you what a lovely show. I've been listening to your show. And you uh, have such a great feeling as you're talking about something that personally, to me, is a little over my head. Oh. But um, it <laughs> well, makes it you. so real and so um, delightful that I'm going to let my real estate uh, friends know so that they can, uh, and people that are buying houses, call into your show and and get some information. So, Well, I thank you, Christine. Well, I look forward to having you on the show next week. And uh, that, I guess, is enough of a plug for your book, The Secret of Love. If you guys haven't heard of it, you should. It's on Amazon. And, Christine, I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for calling in. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. All right, guys. I'm back in the studio with Joe Smith and Jay Joseph. And, Jay, you were saying some good stuff here. What were you saying on break? So we were talking about appealing the appraisals, and what I believe very strongly is that agents need to be proactive and not reactive. Reactive is telling the appraiser, just use the lockbox, it's vacant, go have fun, and then screaming like crazy when the value comes in Are you saying some real estate agents behave unprofessionally (laughs) a little bit? That's happened before. They they may stomp their feet. That could happen. Yeah. Yeah. So really the time to be impactful is before the inspection, by interviewing these appraisers, make sure they're geographically competent, they understand the nuances of the market, and then meeting the appraiser out at the property and giving them comps and giving them a list of upgrades and a list of recent improvements. That's proactive. Right. And that is a realtor doing the best job for their client. And I try to do that every single time possible. You know, as I shared with you, sometimes we'll even take a lockbox off of a vacant house because I don't want the appraiser getting in there without that opportunity. And now Jay just taught me something else to do. If in the event I feel like, you know, maybe the appraiser wasn't being as fair with me as he could have been, I I need to call and talk to somebody before the appraisal, again, being proactive, right? Yes. And again, you have met me at every single listing that I've 
praise of yours. You've always been there. And, uh, again, testimonial to why you're so successful. Oh, thanks, Jay. You're welcome. Joe, do you want to add anything to that topic? Besides talking about how great I am, let's talk appraisals. <laughs> coronavirus. coronavirus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're going to get me back to the coronavirus. Okay, thank you, Joe. I, I see a squirrel and I get distracted. What can I say, guys? Uh, <laughs> I pulled this morning from the Cromford Report, and the only reason I'm talking about this is, you know, you're seeing it all over the news. I think they were talking about it right before we went live on the air today on the radio. Everybody's talking about this, and the Cromford Report was asked to talk about it as well. And what the Cromford Report is, is those of us in the real estate industry here locally subscribe to it. I don't know, Jay, if you bother to subscribe to it or not. Yeah, it's it's a great resource for sure. My whole table's covered with stats from them. I, I, I log in all the time. And what they had to say about it and the effect it has possibly on this, on the housing market is this. The honest answer is we do not know, and as you already know, we're not in the business of speculating. We deal with the interpretation of known facts, and we currently know very little about the course of the COVID-19 viral infection wave. The facts that we can refer to concern past pandemics, pandemics of a similar nature. These include the Spanish flu of 1918, that uh, between 20 million and 100 million people were killed. I was there for that. Yeah, you were not. (laughs) 19, but we're getting closer to your age. 1957, the Asian flu killed about 2 million people, majority elderly. Saw 19, that one. 1968, you did not. The Hong Kong flu killed over 1 million people, again, majority over the age of 65. 1997, much more recent, only killed 352. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to belittle it by saying only, but 352 people. And then 2009, the swine flu did kill over 18,000 people. The symptoms of the coronavirus, you know, and mortality rate could be higher. But ultimately, when it comes to the real estate market, in theory, housing should be relatively unaffected compared to travel and tourism. You know, we were just talking about people maybe not wanting to get on airplanes. What would you call it, Jay? I don't remember. Petri dish? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> and um, the widespread economic slowdown is never a good thing. Home builder stocks have tumbled over the last week along with the rest of the stock market. Whether this is an impulsive overreaction or not is yet to be determined. So I can tell you what what is reacting is the stock market, right? If you have some money in the stock market, don't look now because I don't want to look right now. You're not going to like what you see. But the thing that you do like is what's happening to mortgage rates. So the mortgage rates. Oh, is that why the rates have dropped so much? That's why the rates have, they've, they've spiked down. When we say, cause I know you don't like to quote rates, Joe, and I pinned you on Facebook the other day. An FHA loan, did you actually close one under 3%? Below below 3%. Below 3%. It starts with a two. We're we're, we're talking twos now. No, I'm actually thinking about refinancing. And I thought I had a great rate at three and three eighths from years ago. Right. You, you may have had a great rate, but these, What's doing, what's doing for the new people who are buying, the new people who are available, you are going to buy anyway, but now what you're able to do is you're actually able to save some money. Right. So, so if you are buying, now is a great time, lucky you. And then if you had a rate that's above, say, four and a half for any reason, now is your time. Like this is an opportunity. Regardless of what it is, it's an opportunity. So take advantage of it now. It's sad that it's coming about with the coronavirus, but it's, you know, hopefully they'll figure something out to fix that. But, but until it, then, but until then, we have we have a chance now. The rates are are low for that reason. So, and that really helps the people who are first time home buyers who have been renting. You know, I was asking you about rental appraisals because you do do them time and again, not very often right now. But 
Rents are so expensive. Now with the rates down where it starts with a two possibly for a 30-year 30 30 mortgage, FHA, that's insanity. It is. It's, it, it, it helps the whole pool because now it's more affordable to buy that house. So your, your home values are stretching, yet the payment just went down a little bit because of the rates. So on conventional loans, you're still close to 3% as well, right? We're in the low threes. Okay. And I'm going to bring up the difference because, Jay, you can speak to this as well as Joe. As a listing agent, because I list a lot of homes, if I've got a bidding war and I see somebody coming in with an FHA VA loan versus a conventional loan for both of you guys, why would I prefer a conventional loan? Go ahead, Jay. Well, so I I think the odds of an appraiser calling for repairs Mm -hmm. is minimized or reduced on a conventional. Um, VA has a really nice program called the Tidewater Initiative where if an appraiser is worried they're going to come in low – a below a contract they price, have they to have to me. let you know. Yeah. So that's the upside. The downside is they seem completely immune from anything you have to say. <laughs> they don't care what I say. <laughs> I'm a VA appraiser, and I like yeah, some Jay, of the VA appraisers I know. <laughs> but I will say that um, it, it, they're a little tough sometimes. And FHA, I think, is the loan most likely to get repair requirements. And on my side, Rebecca, I can tell you that we close loans regardless of what product, conventional FHA, VA, they're all likely to close. So there's no difference in our world on what, what what's a better deal. I just, I'm usually more worried that we're going to have appraisal issues yeah. if it's not a conventional loan. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we all like cash unless they're doing an appraisal. Uh, <laughs> that said, what a great show, you guys. You know, Jay's chuckling over here because he, he cost me $10,000 six oh, years ago. I'm going to end with that. <laughs> Uh, but I love you, Jay, because you, you do know your stuff. Thank you. Uh, and I want to thank Chet, our technical engineer, for running the board. I want to thank Ashley. Great job for recording our show live on Facebook. And our expert contributors once again, Jay, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, they need some help on an appraisal, how do they get a hold of you? Happy to help. 602-955-4050. Is that your personal cell? No, but I can give that out, too. No, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> I don't mind. But Joe does like giving out his personal cell. Joe, how do people get a hold of you? You can always catch me at 602-741-4121, or you can find me at www.myepicloan.com. You've been listening to Grateful Heart Radio and Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. I'm your host, Rebecca Raines. Next week, we will be another fantastic hour for you. Our guest will be Christine Heath of... The Three Principles, and Dr. Bill Petit. And you just heard Christine call in. Remember, if you ever have any question about real estate of any or any other topics we cover, check us out at the web at gratefulheart.tv. I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. We will meet you on the radio next week at Monday, 11 a.m., right here, 1100 a.m. Thank you. you.